0: once again, back once again, back once again, back once again, back once again. With the beast, with the wisdom. Nothing we desire compares with her. That's Romans 8.11. And that's why we need to understand and apply wisdom in all things, mind, body, and soul. And on this short podcast, we help you do just that. On this episode, it is well with my soul. Can you say that? Horatio Spafford. He was a lawyer and Presbyterian church elder. Wrote the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. First stanza goes like this, When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. What does it is well mean? No doubt you're familiar with the hymn, sung the world over it has ministered to millions and probably why it resonates so deeply is that for Horatio Spafford, the author, these lyrics are autobiographical. Horatio wrote the lyrics to this hymn while on a boat en route to Europe in 1873. Two years earlier in 1871, Spafford's four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. And just a year after that, the Great Chicago Fire nearly wiped out all of his real estate investments. So having to stay back to attend to some business, he was unable to join his wife and four daughters on this voyage across the Atlantic in 1873, was to join them later. Tragically, the ship sank in the Atlantic Ocean. His wife survived, but his four daughters were among the 226 passengers who lost their lives. So there he was, having lost his son a couple of years earlier, nearly all his livelihood the year after that, and then finally losing his four daughters. Despite the years of tragedy he and his wife had endured, these lyrics are a testament to his faith and trust in God. It is the idea that even in the midst of great loss and sorrow, we can find peace and comfort knowing that God is sovereign and that he cares deeply for his children. Marshall Siegel, he's a writer and managing editor at Desiring God, asks the question that most likely comes to mind for most of us when experiencing the song. It is, well... He goes on to say, what could anchor the mind and heart of a man in tragedies like these and free him to sing well when everything he had was lost? And that begs the question, what does it mean for it to be well with my soul? The song is anchored and begins by focusing on the word peace. When peace like a river. Susie Hawkins says, even though peace is not mentioned that much more in the song, it is really a song about having peace within your soul. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. If our current understanding of the word peace simply refers to being without chaos or free of strife, we really don't share the understanding the Israelites had of the concept of shalom. The biblical concept of peace is much larger than a harmonious existence. According to the Baker Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, peace rests on a Hebrew root which means to be complete or to be sound. With this as a foundation, we begin to get a sense for its depth and wholeness, which imparts the concept of living well. The Baker Dictionary goes on to describe the nuances as wholeness of life or body or health, as well as victory over one's enemies or absence of war, and when used in a greeting or farewell, conveys a blessing to that end. Susie Hawkins again says, you may be familiar with the word shalom, but it is not just peace. It also brings a strong, strong connection with wholeness or wellness. It means, I wish for you, or I pray for peace for you, that everything in your life is in order, that everything is as God intended it to be. It is well, with my soul, is a profound wholeness that cannot come from any external source. This is the peace of Christ, not as the world gives or could even give, it is a gift of God which we could not possess otherwise. Vince Wright from the Berean Test, it's a website that analyzes hymns. He says, the peace that God offers is not outwardly, Matthew ten thirty four through 36 though let the reader understand that we should still find peace with others if possible, Romans 12. The peace that God grants to us is inwardly. It is this internal joy in which we can proclaim, it is well with my soul, repeated in the refrain after each verse. We see this depicted in scripture with verses like Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Having this better understanding of what peace actually is can make it more easily able for us to see what not peace or it is not well with my soul looks like. Leslie Bennett, director of women's ministry for Revive Our Hearts, provides some indicators as to why we might be in the winter of our soul, as she describes it. First, frenetic season of work, ministry or family life has come to a close and you crave stillness. Or it could be that you continue to push forward with a task that used to give you joy, but now feels only exhausting. Or maybe God has recently done some serious renovation in your heart and now it's settling in and being put to the test. It may be that your soul is being neglected. If that is the case, Leslie's article titled, Your Neglected Soul Cannot Fix Itself, includes a quote from Del Fessenfeld. He's a pastoral services director of Life Action Ministries. And regarding the need to care for our soul says, the neglected soul won't go away, it goes awry. So how can we say, it is well with my soul? The indicators Leslie provided could be setting off a couple of alarms regarding what could be described as the damage of soul negligence. The good news is that we can be taught, as Horatio was, to say, it is well with my soul. Indeed, God is quite committed to our being able to say it. Sue Schlesman, author of Soul Speak, Praying Change into Unexpected Places, suggests several reasons why this hymn still hits home today. It would be hard for anyone to not in some way relate to what Horatio and his wife went through. Sue points to the fact that we all experience grief, struggle with the question of why and how can I go on and that we all need to find comfort. She says Spafford could never have written this song from a place of affluence, although he was blessed with much. He wrote it after years of heartache and loss. His strong faith pushes past the why and chooses to believe in God's sovereign will how he and Anna reacted to their loss revealed and bolstered their dependence on God's comfort and peace. The song causes us to seek God for comfort. Perhaps we can follow the song itself and apply its truth to our daily lives. In light of God's intention for his leading, I want to highlight several considerations that Leslie Bennett refers to that we can use to begin the process of caring for our soul. We first want to join the author of Psalm 42.5 in asking ourselves a penetrating question. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Sit with that thought for a while. What does God bring to mind that may be contributing to the winter of your soul? Asking this question regularly will prevent us from drifting back out into the cold and also become what we offer to God in prayer. When we do, we allow the Spirit to lead us to the promises of God in His Word, and away from those things, we've allowed to creep into our lives that may be the cause of our neglecting our souls. Carella Roberts, in her article, Is Your Soul in a Spiritual Winter, offers additional spiritual disciplines or practices, as she prefers to call them, that encourage the necessary thawing to take place. She first suggests a Sabbath. She says, a Sabbath is for remembering, with thankfulness what the Lord has given you already. Winter attempts us to bemoan our losses, while Sabbath encourages us to embrace the abundance that is already ours in Christ Jesus. This is most likely where the question of Psalm 42.5 will lead us. To benefit from this practice, we can't overstate her next recommendation of separating ourselves, for a time, from anything that would keep you from talking honestly and listening intently to God. It is during this time that she suggests wordless prayers. She says that God is not impressed with our words, but he adores your trusting gaze. Use your imagination to take you into the throne room, onto Jesus' lap like a child, and into a favorite Bible story and simply be there with him. There is reason for hope, always. Well, The first part of Psalm 42.5 begins with facing the reality of the condition of our souls It finishes with what we need to do about it. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. The psalmist, while dealing honestly with the condition of his soul, was able to conclude, it is well with my soul. Trust God to teach you to say, it is well with my soul and mean it. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. You can check out other episodes and get the free download of Five Steps Toward Wisdom in All Things. That more is available at wisdominallthings.com.